chapter 2, and uh, praise the Lord for the privilege of prayer. It's wonderful to get together and pray together, and um, say that was a lot of prayer. That's kind of what we're here for. <laughs> it's, that's why it's called prayer meeting. Uh, it's, it's great how it works that way. So, uh, But in Ruth chapter number 2, I uh, do want to give us a Again, on Thursday nights, we just wrapped up missions and ironing out issues, and and uh, just uh, so we have a clear Bible understanding on different things. And and uh, tonight, I want to look at a um, probably only the only week we'll do it, but uh, do want to look at something the Lord laid on a heart. Ruth chapter number two. You all know the story of Ruth. Um, chapter two, she is uh, with her mother-in-law. She's gleaning in the field, and Boaz and her. They catch each other's eye, and uh, and so Boaz goes and talks to her in verse 11 and 12, and then in verse number 13, here's her response. Verse 13, it says, Then she said, Let me find favor in thy sight, my Lord, for that thou hast comforted me, and for that thou hast spoken friendly unto thine handmaid, though I be not like one of thy handmaids. Ruth was not nicely as nicely dressed as probably some others were, and didn't know their customs the way that some others did, um, and uh, that's what she means by though she wasn't uh, as one of thine handmaids. Uh, but she noted how Boaz spoke to her, and how he was the word there friendly. She was, he was friendly in his speak in the way that he treated her. In his past missions conference, uh, Brother Elam on Thursday night uh, shared his Remember Me lesson. And, um, and by the way, I want to pause and say thank you. Uh, I've had multiple of our missionaries uh, just mention how that uh, uh, some have reached out to them and, and contacted them, and that's been a blessing to them. But uh, in Brother Elam's lesson, he made a statement, and he said this, that it's possible, and it's an absolutely true statement, but he said it's possible to be friendly without being a friend. And uh, what did he mean by that? You know, what, what's, you know what, what's, what's he talking about there? Because when you walk in, you know, we have a rug sitting out front, right? It says, welcome to Ohio's friendliest church, right? Um, you know, so what did he mean? Well, the fact is this, right? You know, I had one person who came to our church, a preacher from out of town, and he was just, he said he saw our signs, and then he saw our rug, and he was like, did you guys really get voted Ohio's friendliest church? I was like, not at all, right? No, uh, but uh, I told him, I was like, that's just, that's my desire. That's, uh, I want to keep that in front of us uh, as a motivation, uh, and so something that we should strive to be. Uh, but Ruth spoke, uh, Boaz spoke to Ruth, and, and, uh, and the Bible says that um, he spoke friendly unto her. And I want to look at tonight, just, it's a very simple, all right, um, we're literally just going to walk through the Bible and answer the question, what is being a friend? I mean, what is it? According to the Bible. Not our opinion, not our thoughts on it, all right? The world makes a big deal out of friends. Everybody's got a BFF and, uh, you know, uh, especially the teens and, uh, but some adults, uh, you know, uh, but, uh, you know, and some people are depressed if they don't have a BFF. And, uh, you know, I, uh, it was funny, uh, one of our young men in our school, his dad uh, does the radio program 
on Sunday mornings on WOBO, and um, and uh, but they sent him to the uh, the Southern Gospel Quartet Convention in Louisville, and uh, so he took his son with him, and uh, and so but I, I told I was texting his son who's one of my students, and I told him I was like, well, one guy won the male soloist of the year. We know who he is, right, Miss Christina? We're friends with him. And uh, so I, I text Judah, and I told him, I was like, why don't you go up to this guy and tell him I said hi. He was like, what? I was like, oh, go tell him I said hi. He goes, you don't know him. I was like, yeah, I do. He says, go tell him I said hi. He said, whatever. I said, I'm serious. He goes, I'm going to. I said, okay. So then I text the singer, because I really am friends with him. And I said, hey, one of my students is going to come up to you tomorrow night and say I said hi. He goes, oh, he said, I'm on a time that we are BFFs. <laughs> I was like, that'd be great. And he did. He went up, and I got a picture the next night sent by both of them. said, here we are. And they were both smiling. And uh, Judah couldn't believe that I know someone popular. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but, uh, but uh, I it was a true story. And, uh, and not just I know him, we're BFFs. And that, that's where we left it. So he still thinks we're best friends. Uh, but... Uh, but the, the fact is this, all right, what is it to be friendly? And, um, you know, what does, what does that mean to be a friend? Um, the first, hear me out on a statement, the first problem in the Bible was not sin, it was solitude. I know you got to stop and think about that. Because the first time ever God said something wasn't good was man being alone. He said, it is not good that man should be alone. So God made him companionship. Well, what is a friend? And what was, you know, the statement, which is a true statement. Uh, you, know, you can be friendly without being a friend. Well, let's look at what the Bible says, and let's answer the question tonight. Am I a friend? Because we ought to be a friend, a friend, to everyone that walks through these doors. We ought to be a friend. Jesus was a friend to sinners. He literally loved them and wanted to, and the way he treated and interacted with them, you're going to see is what a friend is. Uh, but what is it? And so I put them all in order. We're going to look at a lot of verses, all right? But we're going straight through. We we'll have to go back and forth, all right? Uh, and I, I try to, I just want to do a quick Bible study tonight and answer the questions. You look at these things, all right? Are we a friend, all right? And some people, I've heard some people say this, you know, I don't need a friend. I'm fine by myself. Number one, you're wrong. Because God said so. It's not good that man should be alone. All right? So you're wrong. Number two, you're putting yourself in danger when you isolate from everyone. Because God said it's not good. All right? And why did God say that? God made that statement right after we're introduced to the tree of knowledge of good and evil. When God knew the sin and the opportunity and the temptation that was there and what man could do, it's not good that man should be alone. All right? And so you're wrong and it's dangerous and it's just centered on this. Pride. Yeah. Yeah. And you sit there and say, I don't need anybody. And then you think very highly of yourself, more highly than what God does. <laughs> Because we need each other. We need this. All right? And uh, so what is it? Let's go back to Genesis. We're going to work our way through it real quick. All right? 
Genesis, I'm not going to tell you how many sermon points there are. You'd be scared, all right? But, all right, but uh, Genesis chapter 38, literally, I'm just going to look at these verses. There's not much else to say, and I hope you'll write these down, all right? Because there's not, I, the Bible's going to be very clear in itself and when we read it, all right? And so don't need to preach a whole lot. We just need to read the Bible and obey it, right? Uh, but in Genesis chapter number 38, and we see one of the first mentionings here in Genesis 38, verse number 20. says this, And Judah sent the kid by the hand of his friend, the Adulamite, to receive his pledge from the woman's hand, but he found her not. Now, we're in the middle of a very weird story. And I'm not going to talk about the story tonight, right? But what we see here is this, that Judah, who was involved in some things he shouldn't have been involved in, was trying to, uh, you know, hide it and, you know, basically pay off people that he had wronged and done wrong. Uh, but you notice what he did there. He sent, by, he sent the kid by the hand of his friend. A friend is someone, number one, that you trust, that you have some faith in. Um, I don't want to turn here because I promised we wouldn't go back and forth, but there is a verse I think we should listen to. In Psalm 41, verse 9. Brother Chad, can you look that up for me? Psalm 41, verse number 9. But a friend of someone here, we see it here in one of the first mentions, it's someone that Judah trusted to handle a situation, someone he could rely on, someone he could share something with, and he could count on that it would be done. In Psalm 41, verse 9, Brother Chad, if you don't care. My own familiar friend whom I trusted. So David said, a friend is someone that you trust. You rely on, you share with him, you count on. Secondly, Exodus chapter number 33. Exodus 33 and in verse number 11. Exodus 33 and in verse number 11. says this, Exodus 33, 11, And the Lord spake unto Moses face to face as a man speaketh unto his friend. So a friend is someone you can trust. Number two, a friend is someone that you will talk to face to face. Someone that you have no problem sitting in front of. Talking to them. You spend time with them in their presence. You look at them. New communication is a whole lot more than words. It's seeing their body language, the look in their eyes. And, but it's someone that you have a personal conversation with. And, and I don't mean something like secret and things like that. I just mean you, you enjoy being in their presence. You spend time face to face to look at each other and talk to each other. Spend time with each other in their presence. Number three, Deuteronomy 13. Again, I told you these are quick, but just want us, I hope, write them down, all right? Deuteronomy chapter 13, and in verse number six. Deuteronomy 13, six. It says, If thy brother, the son of thy mother, or thy son, or thy daughter, or thy wife of thy bosom, or thy friend, which is as thine own soul, entice thee secretly saying let us go and serve other gods which thou hast not known thou nor thy fathers and there's a warning here not to obviously do that but the point and why a friend is mentioned here as someone who has thine own soul 
Number three, a friend is someone who is influential. A friend is someone who will be influential in your life. Your friends influence you. There's no question about that. They influence you. Um, and they can cause us to make good decisions, which we'll talk about later, or they can cause you to make bad decisions. Um, and the devil loves to use friends to influence us. Now, the Lord wants to use friends also, but the devil loves it too. I mean, I'm not... He chose Peter, and not that he could do it because it's the Lord, the Lord had to look at Peter and say, get thee behind me, what? The devil was trying, he was using Peter. Someone very close to the Lord. The devil in that very first sin in Genesis chapter 3 used Eve. So very influential. A friend is someone you can trust, a friend is someone you can talk face to face, and you should talk face to face. It's very influential. Judges chapter number 19. Book of Judges chapter number 19. Judges chapter number 19 and in verse number 3. Again, an interesting story we're in the middle of, but in Judges chapter 19, verse number 3, and her husband arose and went after her to speak friendly unto her and to bring her again, having a servant with him and a couple of asses, and she brought him into her father's house. Here we see that uh, a that word friendly here in Judges 19.3, it that word friendly is very interesting. It means from the heart. He came and spoke from his heart. It obviously influenced her to make a decision, but that word is very peculiar. It means from the heart. And a friend is someone that you'll trust, it's someone you talk to face to face, it's someone influential, and someone that will speak from the heart. In other words, your conversation is not just superficial. How you doing? What's going on? See you later. They can invest each other and talk, have deep conversations. Literally from the heart, you're communicating. Not out of a mandate or not because, well, we're Ohio's friendliest church and so we're supposed to shake everybody's hand. That doesn't mean we're a friend. That's what Brother Ryan's talking about. Now, I've not talked to Brother Elam about this, all right? We had no conversation about this, all right? But. It's something I thought, you know, well, let's look at this. But that's what being a friend is. That's, I'm just, that's what scripture is. That's what's happening, right? From the heart. Let's go to the next one, 2 Samuel chapter number 15. 2 Samuel chapter number 15. We'll take a quick time out here, by the way. I'm thankful in the Gospels that the Lord refers to his, his children, us, his disciples, as his friends. And everything that we're going to look at, us and the Lord can share this. You'll see it all. But also, we should share these things with others, all right? Uh, 2 Samuel chapter 15, another interesting story. Not given all the stories, we'll be here a long time. But in verse number 37, all right? 2 Samuel 15, verse 37, Absalom is going to take over the throne, and David's his own father. He's kicking out. Uh, it says, so Hushai... David's friend came into the city and Absalom came into Jerusalem. If you remember the story, Hushai was David's friend, truly, and he stayed back. 
Not because he abandoned David. He was a spy, <laughs> if you want to put it that way, right? He was going to stay there and, and try to help David. All right? And you kind of see a little bit more in chapter 16 and verse 17. Absalom knows this. Absalom now is, has Hushai standing in front of him, 16, 17. And Absalom said to Hushai, is this like kindness to thy friend? Is this really how you're going to treat your friend, David? Why wentest thou not with thy friend? Now, why did Hushai stay? He's going to protect David. A friend is someone that will look out for you. Protect you. A friend, just like in this instance, you'll be known to be their friend. Growing up, most of you know, Matt was like my closest friend in growing up. And uh, literally everywhere we go, Matt and Travis. They didn't start calling us Trat and Matt. No, Trat and Mavis. That's what they would say. Uh, you know, uh, just, uh, but we became known to always be close and to each other. But there's the aspect here when I say protect, I mean you're known, you're known for your loyalty, you're known for your protection, you're known to have each other's defense. Not if you're wrong, right? But you'll be loyal in that way. Uh, let's go to Proverbs chapter 17. Proverbs chapter number 17. Proverbs chapter 17 and in verse number 17. Proverbs 17, verse number 17 says this, A friend loveth at all times, and a brother is born for adversity. Proverbs 17, 17. A friend loveth at all times, and a brother is born for adversity. So a friend is someone who will love you at all times, especially in the difficult. A brother is born for adversity. Of course, the Lord Jesus, he is that way. He loves us at all times. But Psalm 46 says that in our times of trouble, he's very present, right? A friend will be the same way. A friend is going to love you at all times. But when you go through a difficult time, They'll really be there. And um, I remember whenever my sister passed away, I had, Matt and I had not talked in quite a while at that point. And when my sister passed away that night, Matt called me. He didn't have much to say other than tell me he loved me. And that's what a friend will do. Love at all times, especially in the difficult. Proverbs chapter number 18, verse 24. Proverbs 18, verse number 24. A man that hath friends must show himself friendly. And there is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. There's only one, a friend. That's the Lord Jesus Christ, right? But in verse 24, a man that hath friends must show himself friendly. Now, this is a weird point. This word right here, must show himself friendly, I know I've talked about it before, just what, but look, you can look up the word, feel free right now. I, I don't like people being on your phones, but if you doubt what I'm saying, go ahead, open a concordance, tap the word, that word friendly. It is the word R-A-W-A-H, rawa, all right? But it means this, evil, hurt, to be bad. That's interesting, right? kind of opposite what we're thinking right? right but a man that hath friends must show himself to be evil 
hurt to be bad. So what in the world is that talking about, right? Here's the point, point number seven, what a friend did. And this is exactly what this verse is saying. A friend is someone who will see you at your worst. And still love you. Someone that, um, if you're going to be truly a close friend, you're going to have to open yourself up to them. We all can put on our nice church clothes and our halos and walk in and be really... But our closest friends are those who know when we're hurting. Who when we do wrong, they'll talk to us about it and help us to get right. When we're hurting, when we've been abused, we've been betrayed, in our darkest times, they'll be there. Number eight... Proverbs chapter number 27. It's an interesting study. I don't have time to go into, but it's pretty neat to study that out. Proverbs chapter 27 and verse number 6 says, Proverbs 27 verse 6, Faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. Staying in the same chapter, look at verse number 17. Iron sharpeneth iron, so a man sharpeneth the countenance of his friend. A friend is someone who will correct you when you're wrong. Someone who will correct you when you're wrong and will challenge you to be right. Again, a friend that will faithful are the wounds of a friend. It mean they're not just going out to hurt you. It means this, is if they do have to say something that is for your betterment, that's a good friend. Faithful are the wounds of a friend. If they're challenging you, to get closer to God, to become sharper, like iron sharpeneth iron, to become sharper in the things of God, that's a good friend. If you, in other words, we'll look at the inverse of that. If your friend just pats you on the back and lets you go on and make dumb mistakes and continue in sin, they're not friends, they're enemies. All right? If they, your, our friends should be challenging us to be close to God. Helping us. But a friend is someone who corrects you when you're wrong and help you to be right. Number nine, let's go all the way to Matthew chapter number 26. Matthew chapter number 26. And in verse number 50. Matthew chapter 26 and in verse number 50. Now, if you sit there and say, I don't have any friends. Well, it's one of two things. Either one, everyone around you is wrong. Or two, you're not allowing this in your life. Because if you don't like being corrected when people are trying to help you, well, you're not going to have friends. If you won't let people see when you're hurting and have things in your life that aren't right and you try to shield everybody from any fault that you have, well, you're going to be struggle having friends. Uh, number nine in Matthew 26, verse number 50. This is right in the middle of the Lord's in the garden and they come to arrest him. Judas comes in verse number 49 and says, Hail, Master, and kissed him. Verse 50, Jesus say, said unto him, Friend, Wherefore art thou come? A friend, as the Lord showed here, is someone who forgive you even when you do them wrong. A friend is someone who will forgive you. Now, reconciliation can only take place when both parties want to get right. But you can choose to forgive and have that forgiving heart before the reconciliation. Because if you don't, you're going to get bitter. 
and your life will be full of bitterness. And a friend is someone who is willing to forgive even though you hurt them. The Lord called Judas friend. In Luke chapter number 15, a few more pages over. Luke chapter number 15, number 10. Luke chapter number 15, verse number 6. Luke 15 and verse number 6. This is the lost and found chapter of the Bible. Uh, Luke chapter 15, verse number 6. Um, one that lost a sheep and gone and found it. And in verse number 6, it says, And when he cometh home, he calleth together his what? Friends and neighbors, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep, which was, which was lost. In verse number 9, the lady with the coin, and when she had found it, she calleth her friends and her neighbors together, saying, Rejoice with me. And then they have the story of the prodigal son. And he comes home. The father, of course, kills the fatted calf. But what we want to notice is in verse number 29, when the other son who hadn't left in his uh, prideful state said, he answering said to his father, lo, these many years do I serve thee, neither transgressed I at any time thy commandment, and yet thou never gavest me a kid that I might make merry with my friends. Obviously the father was making merry with his friends. A friend is someone who you love to share the good news and the blessings of God with. A friend is someone you love to share good news. I mean, you know, whenever you have something happens in your life, and boy, this is awesome, you can tell your closest friends are because that's the people you, you called, you told, you got a hold of immediately. But you love to share good news with. John chapter number 15, obviously quite a few in these verses right here. John chapter 15. And in verse number 13. John 15. And in verse number 13. John 15 verse 13. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Number 11. A friend is someone you would die for. That's what the Bible says. Amen. The greater love hath no man than this, that a man would lay down his life for his friends. Someone you're willing to die for. And yes, a physical death, absolutely, that's counted there. But also, I believe, also we can apply this, that I can put my life aside if I can help you. Um, you know, if Brother Jeff has some need, and I'm supposed to go play golf that day, but Brother Jeff really needs me, right? Yeah. <laughs> You've seen me play golf. I'm trying to get out of that. All right, all right. <laughs> Dying to self is like, hey, he needs this. My own desires, can this kind of thing can be put aside. He's my friend. We want to die for. Verse number 14 in John chapter 15. Is a friend is someone you want to please. It says in verse number 14, you're my friends if you do whatsoever I command you. Now, God's not making a deal with you here. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you be my friend if you do what I tell you to do, right? It's proof. You're truly a friend of Christ whenever you want to please him. That should be the heart of every believer, right? But a friend is someone who you want to please. You want to help them. You want to be a blessing to them and do things for them. John 15, verse 15, Henceforth I call you not servants, for the servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth, but I have called you friends. For all things that I have heard of my Father, I have made known unto you. A friend is someone 
who will not keep secrets from, but help them see what life is all about. The Lord said, I've told you what I've heard, what you need from the Father. The friend is someone who, you know, in other words, if I know something that'll help you, and it's from the Word of God, but I don't want to tell you, and I'm not just talking correction. I just mean general life principles that are taught in the Word of God. Or if I see, you know, things in your life that maybe are you vice versa in my life, that a friend is someone who say, hey, this is what the Lord says. We should want to do that. Uh, Acts chapter 27. Acts chapter 27. Verse number 3. And if you're keeping count, I only have 15, so you're almost there. In Acts chapter 27, in verse number 3. Paul's been traveling by boat. Verse number three, And the next day we touched at Sidon, and Julius courteously entreated Paul and gave him liberty to go unto his friends to refresh himself. Friends, number 14, is someone who will encourage you through hospitality. Someone who will encourage you through hospitality. Paul is able to go to his friends. You know what his friends did? They welcomed him into their life and their home, and they refreshed him, encouraged him. My last point, which kind of summarizes things, is Second Peter chapter number one. Second Peter chapter number one. We have a list of uh, what God will do as partakers of His divine nature, and and. Uh, it says in Second Peter chapter one and verse number five, it says, "Besides this, beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith." Starts with faith, but add to your faith, and this is spiritual growth. Add to your faith virtue. Virtue is doing things because you want to do it. All right. Add to virtue knowledge. To knowledge, verse six, temperance. The temperance, patience. The patience, godliness. And to godliness, brotherly kindness. My last point is this. Being a friend is just a fruit of godliness. The more you're growing in the Lord and mature in the faith that you are, you will show kindness and a brotherly love and be a true friend to people. It's just a natural progression. And so I look at these tonight, and I'm thankful that you and I and the Lord, because he wants to be that in our life, and I hope that we are to him. There's trust, and we can talk to him face-to-face, and influential from the heart, protect and love at all times, especially in the difficult, and see you at our worst and still love us, and correct us when we're wrong, and forgive us even when we hurt them shared a good news with and willing to die for and want to please him and not to keep secrets but to share what life is about and encouraged by hospitality and it's a fruit of godliness and I'm thankful for that relationship with the Lord but I challenge us to say this be Ohio's friendliest church is the one thing but when people walk through the door are you their friend? your brothers and sisters sitting in the auditorium it's easy to smile and shake a hand but are you their friend 
I don't need friends. Yeah, I do. It's God's plan. So instead of just smiling and telling that one person that's sitting in a chair on Sunday morning, good to have you, and then go and sit in our seat and going on with our life, let's start to build these relationships with visitors, church members, the people that God has in our life. Let's be what a true biblical friend is.